Good morning. It's good to see all of you. Good to be back at the point again. Amen. Amen. I just thank God for this great opportunity. Thank God for my brother Marshall, to Lady Jessica, and I have coined the kids as the Grace Crew. <laughs> the number five is for Grace, and they have created a crew, so I call them the Grace Crew. Well, I thank God for all of you. I thank Brother Justin. I thank you for the hospitality, your warm, welcoming spirit that's here at Harvest Point. Uh, I don't have anything new this morning, just uh, the same word that brought us and kept us and is keeping us. That's what God has given me to share with you this morning. So let us pray. Father God, we bless you and thank you again so much for your faithfulness, for your loving kindness toward us, for looking beyond our faults and seeing our needs. We pray now, God, in this preaching moment that you will come and be with us, that you will be exalted and glorified, and that this body of believers will be edified. I pray for my brother Marshall as he is there on, the, on assignment there in Haiti, that you will bless him in this coming week, that you will pour out of him all that you have put in him, that he can minister and feed and instruct those people there in Haiti. We pray, God, for his family and loved ones here, for his church family, that you would keep them binded together, God, and you keep them ever moving forward in the mission and the calling that you have purposed for them. We thank you, God, that truly we are so blessed that you are the one who sustains us. You are the one who provides for us. You are the one who makes us able to experience this great relationship of love with you. We pray now that you would be with us. And as we go from this place, that we would be glad to, to say that what a blessing it was to be in your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, I am a Baptist preacher. So with that being said, <laughs> I'd like to make just a little noise. I thank God for the praise team. Let's give God praise for them. Amen. Amen. Beautiful worship songs. But I, as I said, I'm an old Baptist preacher, so I like this song called This Little Light of Mine. So can we sing just a couple of verses before I go forward in the word? Amen? Amen. Amen. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Oh, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Lift your voices. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Oh, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. That sounds good. I'll take you all on the road with me sometime. Amen. Amen. And really, that's, that's my desire. That is really my prayer. That the light that Christ put in me, that I will let it shine. And all of us have that light. And we all always want to be able to keep it where it can be effective and useful. And so that's why we need the word of God. Amen. 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 We're living in a time and in a, in, and in a season that we, as the body of Christ, we are being really, really challenged to hold things in, in, in the right perspective. 
and the whole things in a way that would still let the world know that it's because he lived. Not because of us, but because he lived. And that we can deal with whatever we may be facing, whatever may be going on in society. And there is so much going on, amen? So much going on that, that when I was praying and when Brother Marshall invited me and asked me about coming, I started praying for what would, 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 would he have me to say. Because I know Brother Marshall and I know that he is a man of the word and a man of studying the word and a man who teaches the word, I was not worried about trying to find something really deep and, and, and you know, overly, overly challenging for you because I know you're under good teaching. But I was wanting something that would set on top of what he had already put in place. And he told me, we had a conversation earlier in the week that he had shared with you all from the Great Commission. Is that right? And there was a push, and there was the points that he made in that message that, that, that made me almost want to use that title that he gave me this point. He said he talked about gather, scatter, matter. And I was almost going to use that as gather, scatter, matter part two. <laughs> but the Spirit had already given me something, so I thought I would not deviate too much from what the Holy Spirit had given me. But I feel like this message is still along that line, okay? And so the, if you would turn with me to Philippians, the first chapter. I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to, I am going to start in the first chapter. And then I'm going to go to my main verses, which will be found in the second chapter. But I want to start in Philippians 2. I mean, Philippians 1, I'm sorry. Because Philippians 1 will kind of lead us into this. And, and, and this message is geared towards, you know, us understanding the power of unity, the power of unity. And, and Paul was giving the, the Philippian church some, some kudos for their, for, for their, you know, faithfulness, for their support, for their encouragement for him while he was even in prison and doing his ministry. Okay, so I want to start with verse 27 of the first chapter of Philippians. And it says, Only let your conversation be as it becomes the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And in nothing and in nothing terrified by your adversaries. Basically saying, don't be scared. Don't be afraid of those who might try to come against you, which is to them an evidence, token of prediction, but to you of salvation and that of God. Verse 29, and unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his, for his sake. We are blessed that we have faith in Christ. That is the benefit of eternal life through salvation. But also we are blessed that we can suffer with him. The word says if you're going to ring with him, you got to sometimes suffer with him. Amen. And then it says, having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here to, to be in me. And he's telling them, even though you hear this, this struggle that I'm in, 
you understand that you have solid foundation and steadfast, being steadfast in your faith of Christ. And he's telling us the same thing. So that leads me to our scripture for today. And that's in the second chapter, starting at verse 1. And it says, Therefore, if there is any constellation in Christ, is there any constellation in Christ? Mucho, mucho, mucho constellation in Christ. If any comfort of love, if anyone's ever been confident and in love through the love of Christ, wave your hand. Wait, just wait like, like you don't care. <laughs> if there's any comfort of love, if there's any fellowship of the spirit, we've had that from the time we got on the parking lot. I felt the fellowship of the spirit. And us coming together, that's what this is about. It's, this is the Holy Spirit thing. This is the Holy Spirit set up. It really is. I am so proud of what God has done in the life of Harvest Point through Brother Marshall. Because I can tell you, when I first met him, I found him to be so genuine. And that's what the, that's what the, the, the body of Christ needs, is genuine servants and he you know he and I we got a chance to share together and I immediately realized that he was over himself I really did and then you know when I found out that he was a man who was obeying the scriptures and being fruitful and multiplying I said he is over himself because you have to be you have to be over yourself to be fruitful you really do, because you can't be you can't really be fruitful and then be it be all about you. You really can't. So, so let's let's go on a little further. I didn't mean to get off of, off there a little bit. It said, if there's any affection and mercy, the affection, the, the affection of God is undescribable. How he has showed us affection even when we've been hard headed and disobedient. And, and wayward. His affection has been faithful. He said, then if that's the case, and we know that it is the case, Paul said, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same kind of love, being on one accord. And I know accords aren't that big, but we all can get on one accord. That's a little, I tried anyway. Okay. Of one mind, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. And if I could just do it for a thought this morning, I wanted to entitle this, The War Against Unity. Brothers and sisters, there's a war going on. There's a war going on. And I'm talking about a spiritual warfare. 
that's going on to, to, to attack the, the, the core of, of, of believers. And that war is to keep us from being united, to keep us from being in unity, to keep us from being on one accord. And truly, I, I prayed and I prayed because I, I in no way wanted to be like some kind of con, you know, condemnation to Harvest Point. This is for a reminder for us as the body of Christ that we need to stand you know, on, the, on the battle lines against you know, things that will divide us as the body of Christ. Because there's no perfect world no perfect city, no perfect community, no perfect relationship, no perfect job, and, unbel- and, and believe it or not, no perfect church. And so the enemy, he's constantly, the word of God said he's come to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's forever trying to come against us because when we come together in unity, as a, as, as a body of believers, we have power. We are dangerous. We are forced to be reckoned with. As, as was mentioned in my introduction, I've done Kairos for over a decade, probably going to close to two decades now. And it's a prison ministry, and, and, and it is such a phenomenal experience because what it does, it has people from Various denominations, backgrounds coming together as a body of Christ to go in and, and to minister to incarcerated men and women. And when this starts off, we come in and we do introductions and people are getting up and saying, I'm from the Church of Christ. I'm from the Church of Methodist, United Methodist Church. I'm from the Baptist Church. I'm from the Holy, Holiness Church. I'm from the Catholic Church, the Presbyterian Church. And then nobody's talking about trying to outshine anyone else. And no one's trying to say, well, because I'm a Methodist or because I'm a Baptist, I know more than you. I've got more influence than you. We're all coming together as representatives of Christ and a representative of the church. And when we go in and we meet those inmates and we start talking to them and introducing ourselves, and they're hearing us say we're from this church and that church. They said, no, their mouths dropped like they can't believe it because they believe we all came from the same church. And who is the church? We are the church. And it's not about denomination. It's about us being able to be unified, to show the power of what, what, what we can do together through the spirit of God. And so that's really what I want to talk with you about this morning. And just real brief, I'm not going to try to say a whole lot except it make me believe you understand what I'm saying by saying amen. Because if you don't say amen, I'll say, okay, they ain't got it. I just got to keep going over it and over it and over it. But if you say amen, I believe you might have it. Now, don't say amen before I say anything. But just let me know you got it. Because I do, I, 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 I praise God for his faithfulness. And I, I thank God for that, that word that Brother Marshall gave about scatter. I mean, gather, scatter, and matter. Because that's really what this is all about. It's a coming together. The more we come together as brothers and sisters in Christ, 
the more we're going to be able to go out and matter and make a difference. But you can't, you can't make it if you don't ever want to come and assemble yourself with other believers. The word of God says iron sharpens iron. We need each other. We need to be able to encourage each other in the Lord and in our faith walk. This is a faith walk, a faith journey. It's not a sprint. You ain't going to get there in a few minutes. You got to stay at it. I've been in this way for a while. And a whole lot of times I'm going to throw up my hand and say, oh, Lord, I still got to stay at it. I still got to keep going. He said, come on, my child. Stay with it. Come on. Great is my reward. And now I have got it in my heart that no matter what happens, I want to see what the end is going to be. I got my heart and my eyes set on the prize. And I pray all of you do too. So we're just going to go over this verse down through these scriptures real quick. When he said, Paul said, therefore, he was answering that, that statement in, in, number, in, in the earlier chapter, in chapter 1, that they would be steadfast and that they would be committed to what it was that God had called them to do. And he was saying, therefore, if you're doing that, you're standing fast. And therefore, really, it's translated since. And it's saying, since you have the constellation, since you have the love, since you have the affection, then you can do this. You can fulfill my joy. Paul was already in prison, already in bondage, but he already had joy. Now, that's something that is, amazes me, too. Again, during prison ministry, I've come in contact with some men that have made me very convicted because sometimes they had more joy than I had, and they were locked up. So it's not the circumstances that give you joy. It's not. It's, 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 it's you knowing the source of your joy. And so we want, we want to encourage each other that we want to have that joy like Paul had. He said, and if, you, if you just get a hold of this, you will fulfill my joy. And, and if, 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 if you could fulfill an apostle's joy, we can fulfill Jesus' joy. Because that's his joy is knowing that we are in the race to finish it. That we're in it to make a difference. Who likes to have influence in some way? And I don't mean like, you know, you want to be influencing people, see you coming, and everybody starts bowing. <laughs> but I mean, you want to have influence so when, when people see you, what you say or what you do matters. And what you do, and, and what happens in your life gives impact, you know. And we often want to have that kind of spiritual influence. And he's telling us how we can do it. He says, you do that, he said, you got to be like-minded. We got to get on point. Y'all like get on point? Amen. We got to get on point. We got to be like-minded. If you're part of Harvest Point, you know what their mission is. You, you shouldn't be, if their mission is to go out and reach and do outreach in the community, your mission needs to be to go out and reach out in the community. You should have the same mind. Think alike. I mean, you don't have to always agree with people, but in a spiritual sense, for us to have impact for ministry, we have to be of like-minded. We got to have the mind of Christ. Now, my, my grandparents and my parents, they told me 
You you may not like everybody, but you got to love them anyway. And sometimes we get in the body of Christ and we start having all these personalities issues. And it's one thing about it. Paul's telling them, and he loved this church now. And, 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 and the church in Philippi was, was one of the churches that really stuck, stuck with him and really gave him support. They had a bunch of stuff going on in the church in Corinth. They had a, I mean, they had issues. <laughs> but Philippi, they were, no, they were a good church. But even he had, even that sense, he had sense, they were dealing with some issues of division. And he was trying to get them back on point and tell them how to do it. He tell them, get your minds right. Because if you get your minds in one accord, you can be able to make impact. He said, have, have, you know, get your minds together. He said, having the same love, agape love, not the love that we look at that I love you as long as you do what I want you to do. Uh, give me what I want, I love you. We're talking about agape love, that unconditional love. He wants us to have that type of love that we can look beyond each other's faults and shortcomings and still love each other, that we can get to a place where we can forgive each other through the power of the Spirit. Amen? And we need that. We need that type of love. He said you have that same love. He said, and then... You got to be being on one accord and one mind. It said, let nothing be done through selfish ambition. What's selfish ambition? Selfish ambition sometimes can be rooted in jealousy. It really can. Selfish ambition. It's nothing wrong with being ambitious. So don't get, don't say, Greg said, don't be ambitious. I did not say that. I said, don't be selfish in your ambition. Don't make it all about me, mine's, I. Don't let your ambitions make you selfish. Don't let it make you hardcore toward maybe extending yourself to help someone else. Then he said, don't, not only don't let your have selfish ambitions are conceited. What is, what, what's being conceited? Uh, you know, I'm the most wonderful person to ever hit the planet. That's pretty conceited. When you think that you are all that and what? A bag of laced potato chips. <laughs> when, you know, he's telling us how we, have, how we can war against unity. When people are trying to keep us from being unified, we have to watch our selves. You got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. You got to get on point. Y'all got it going on here at Harvest Point because it should be something always in your mind. I got to stay on point. Because that's really what it's all about in this, in this faith walk. It's about staying on point, staying in the will of God. Said in the will of God. He's, he's giving them some phenomenal instruction. And now basically all is telling us to get our minds together. Put our minds in the, seek to have the mind of Christ. To think like he would think. To do what he would do. And to make sure we're always checking our own self not to be selfish. Get selfishness out of the way. 
out of the way. In, in, in our relationships, I thank God for my wife. She is long-suffering with me. <laughs> and uh, the lady I, I met several years ago, and we were talking, and she came to me. She said, Brother Gray, uh, you need to listen to your wife. And at first I was going to get, like, you know, offended. What does she mean? Listen to my wife. I listen to my wife all the time. Because, you know, when a woman starts talking, we men, we need to listen. So I thought I was doing a pretty good job. But when she said that she was very sincere, and then it, it revealed, it came to me that she was saying there was sometimes that I had it in my mind, this is it. I got it all figured out. I got the solution. I know the remedy. And the, it, no, the deal is done. And she was telling me, sometimes you need to listen to your wife. And, I, and I, I took heed to that, and I got some blessings out of it. Because I got out of myself long enough to know that God, in the word of God said, if a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor. And so once I took heed to that and got over myself, it's been good. Now, she might tell you that I don't listen enough. But he's still working on me. You know, it's a process. But, but, the, but the main point this morning is we want to come together as the body of Christ that wherever we are, we can make an impact for unity. That's really what I wanted to say to you this morning. We really do. What, what, what Brother Marshall is doing in Haiti, that's about unity. That's about unity in the body of Christ. Him going and giving the instruction was, was part of it. But what he had to do, along with that, he had to make a sacrifice. And that's what being a part of the body of Christ is about. It's about sacrifice. You have to be willing to make a sacrifice. Then you got to be willing to serve. Some Christians get saved, and the next thing that they get saved, they go all around trying to find them a lazy boy. <laughs> we did not get saved to recline. And so we, that's why unity is so important, because we got to be willing to sacrifice. We got to be willing to serve. We got to be willing to submit. We got to be able to get ourselves humble. If you want to bring about unity, it's going to take humility. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. When, when, when we have family reunions, I don't know how you all's family reunions are, but when black folks have family reunions, it's a big thing. It's a big gathering. It's a big gathering. But who, who, who can be honest with me? It's in every family. You got some folks in your family that you love them, but you just don't want to deal with them for a whole weekend. Thank you, brother. I got one witness. But it's our family. We try to have a reunion. 
So we want to, you know, we want to enjoy and spread love. So you have to ask God to give you humility, honor you, to deal with people. And, 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 and that's what we got to look at what's going on in our nation. It's not about Democrats and Republicans and whites and blacks and Me Too movement, the Black Lives Matter. It's about Christ. And it's about wrestling against not flesh and blood. And that's what really hurts me is that we, we're wrestling against each other in the, in the natural and the enemy is killing us in the spiritual. He really is. He's killing us in the spiritual. Because I'm not going to let the devil rob me. That you no, know, Because there are people, but hear me good, hear me well. There are people who will, who will be here and go through this walk of life and never have had the opportunity to meet people that God said, here they are. Here's your opportunity. We all know that everybody says it, that this hour of the day on Sunday is the most segregated hour of the week. There's a lot of whites that would never step their foot in the African-American church and vice versa. There's a lot of blacks that would never step their foot in a white church. But I thank God that he, he raised me in a way that I was got the, the revelation that I don't need to be looking and worrying myself about what nationality you are, but we all are bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we all got red blood. We all bleed the same. And, and, and particularly in the body of Christ, we all, going to, we all trying to get to the same place. I'm trying to get to heaven. I don't know about you. I ain't got time for no drama. I really don't. I, 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 I love you because God loved me. He loved me when I was a wretch undone. And when I was, you know, in a, the pit of hell, he reached down and, and, and grabbed me. And then he afforded me opportunity to be able to, to connect with people. And so some of the people who are dearest to me are people who don't look like me. And I'm not ashamed to say it. And some of the people who have poured into me don't look like me. But God was telling me, that he's real, and that all you got to do is yield yourself to me, humble yourself. Don't be too proud, you know, to take an opportunity to connect. So I'm about to close, but let me tell you, you no know, script not, and I may not have done enough teaching in it because I had a whole lot more stuff down there, but I, I've just learned when, when, I, when I stand, I, I beg the Holy Spirit. I begged him, and I turned my plate down for days, I promise you. And so once I got up, I just said, Lord, you speak. And he, he told me to walk away from behind the pulpit, which I just said, okay, because I'm one of those kind of people. I can't be still anyway. And he just said, he just told me to open my mouth and I'll speak. So I hope that this has not been too elementary. I hope it hasn't been too uninformative. But it would be something for you to at least ponder on. There's a war against unity in the body of Christ. And we as believers, 
we have the tools to be overcomers. We have the tools to be overcomers. We are more than conquerors to Christ Jesus. We are the head, not the tail. We are above and not beneath. And so we got to be of like mind to get, get the mind of Christ. Get the love of Christ. Get the, effect, the, the affection, the compassion of Christ. Have empathy with people. Because, you know, all of us have had to, you know, come from someplace. Some of us are still on that road trying to get to where, where God wants us to be. But I thank God I'm not where I used to be. I thank him so much for looking beyond my faults and seeing my needs. So just remember, you got to gather then you got to scatter, then you got to matter. And when you do that, then you will be able to do the asses. You'll be able to, what was the first one? Sacrifice, serve, and submit. Amen? Ask the musicians to come, amen. We're going to win this war. If you believe me, that we're going to win, stand with me.